is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. Don't you just love that intro music? Jenny picked it out. It's like both relaxing and exciting at the same time. So if you like what we're putting down here, make sure to leave us a like, subscribe so that you can get the content that you want to create advanced relationships in your life, and it also helps us get the message out there. Today, I'm doing a rare solo podcast, just me, and I'm going to be talking about everything you need to know about projecting, not only the concept, but the biological and neurological reasons why this helps us in some ways and doesn't in others. I see this come up so much with couples. One person says, you just don't care about me. The other person says, no, I do care about you. I just don't like how you're doing things, or I don't agree with you there, or I'm just feeling really misunderstood. And this is all coming out of projecting. And it gets really messy when both people are projecting onto each other what they think the other person thinks or what they think their intentions are or what their values are. And people really need to understand this concept in relationship because it happens all the time. And we have these cognitive mechanisms that aren't helping. We automate our partners over time. We start thinking we know exactly what's going on in their minds and we don't. So we stop being curious. We stop caring. We go on autopilot and we get into patterns of circular arguing. And really all circular arguing is, is patterns of projection one to the other. So let's jump into it. First off, if you're like, well, what does projecting even mean? It's essentially one person trying to map their desires, their feelings, their stories, their values onto another person to make sense of what's going on. So if I don't feel understood, I might say, you're not listening to me. Now, the person may or may not be listening, but that internal experience and that projection onto the other person is what you're doing to try to make sense of what's happening. And projections are tricky because a lot of times there's some truth in there, right? So you're feeling misunderstood. You think the other person isn't listening. It might be true that they're kind of listening, but they're also in their own world, in their own projections or stories, trying to map that back onto you about what you think or what you believe. And so it is true that on some level they aren't listening. And this is what circular arguments are made of, projections. And these are really, really difficult patterns to break out of, especially if you've been doing them for years. And maybe growing up, your family projected onto you what they thought you should do or how they thought you should think. I mean, this happens as a child. You're trying to instill values and ideas into your children because you want the best for them. And it just so happens that not only do you get all the good stuff that your parents are trying to instill in you, you also absorb a lot of the negative stuff, a lot of the undealt with pain, the trauma, the false ideas, or the old school ideas that are just not helpful if you're trying to create a secure attachment and advanced relationship. So let's start with why we even do this. So we all have this cognitive mechanism that we're born with called decoupled cognition. I will say that again, decoupled cognition. This is our ability to have conversations with unseen individuals. It's necessary for planning and memory and social interaction. What we're thinking about most of the time are conversations that we're about to have with other people and they just come streaming in. If you've done any form of mindfulness, you notice this. 
you begin to think about something that happened yesterday, a conversation you're about to have in the future. We're relational beings that are always thinking about this stuff. And if you think about it, it's really necessary if you're about to go into a conversation to have an idea about what the other person might be thinking, how they might be feeling. So what we do is we start to imagine how the conversation might go based on what we know about the other person and the situation. And now that you understand this concept a little bit, you may notice how often it comes up. Just checking in, how often am I actually thinking about having a conversation with someone else? It's fair to say that we spend a ton of time doing this. And I say that because if you're trying to stop doing that, if you're like, no, I just want to stay in the moment all the time, it's just impossible. You're going to have this inner narrative running in the background at all times, but the more that you can be aware of it, the more choice you have in how you use it. And it's much different going from work or friendships or just daily interactions with people in the world in the world, versus your primary partner because there's just more at stake. There's more opportunities for you to step on each other's toes. You share finances. You have kids together. You've seen each other's dark side. I mean, this is just totally different. So if you're wondering why you project so much into your in your primary relationship, it's just because there's more complexity there. And Jenny and I believe that there's a whole lot more to gain by using your relationship as a path to self-discovery and self-development. The second cognitive mechanism that gets us into trouble is procedural memory. So if you think about riding a bike, you learn how to ride a bike as a kid, and you really never have to learn it again because it gets stored in your memory bank. It's, it's just muscle memory. You can go years without riding a bike and you get on it and your brain is programmed and understands how the bike works so you don't have to think about it again. And again, this is a super necessary part of life so that we don't have to keep relearning things all the time. It can be really helpful to go on autopilot at times. I mean, just think about how much energy we would use if we had to keep learning how to walk or to drive a car. So in the way that these two interact in relationships and projecting is that over time, we start to use our procedural memory to automate our partners. They do something once, twice, three times. We think we know exactly what their intentions are, so we automate them. No, I know why you do that. And if we don't bring it into consciousness, it just gets logged in our memory. We think we understand them and why they do that. And a lot of times it's, it's really an inability to be mindful enough or, or having the skill set to stay curious and really understand why someone does something. And so that part gets logged. And then once we have that, we, we begin to have conversations with this person in our mind while they're not even there. And we're mapping on what we think they're thinking and who we think they are. So hopefully you can see what a massive disservice it is to your partner and your relationship and how much they're swimming upstream by you not being aware of the stories that you're projecting onto them and what little chance you may have to be understood if you as a couple don't learn how to listen better and notice your projections. So you have both partners doing this 
And when something happens, some situation that's pretty charged, all of that comes rushing forward, all those stories about the other person. So you just never listen to me. You don't pay attention to money. You're so forgetful. You're high maintenance. You're just pissed off all the time. And you can just feel that, right? That's the feeling of being projected on. Not only are you being told that you are a certain way, but through tone and body language and energy, there's also this shaming factor of, and you should be different because there's no acknowledgement of the other side of the coin because over time, this story has been deeply ingrained in us that the partner is the problem, that the external world is the problem. And all of our actions are based upon this reality that we're holding on to. And without the flashlight of awareness, without tools to really go in and challenge these stories, it's really difficult to get out of these patterns. And it's especially difficult in relationship because because there's so many ways, if you've built up years and years of baggage, it is so hard to walk through this minefield of triggers, all the while trying to stay conscious and aware of your stories and to stay curious of your partner. So this takes serious practice. When I sit down with couples, we start with the most basic of concepts, like reflective listening. And it's amazing that so often people have been projecting onto their partners for so long that they aren't even really listening. They, they literally don't know how to listen to anything their partner's saying. And this goes both ways. And it's easy to intellectually understand, okay, yeah, I can just reflect back what they're saying, and then I'm listening. But there's still all this background noise happening with each trigger and each projection. So in my experience, it takes a lot of work, a lot of work to keep sifting through these stories and these projections and and even understanding what a projection is before you can make big progress. So quick recap, you have procedural memory where we automate our partners We have decoupled cognition where we have conversations in our head with other people without them there, and that reinforces stories that we have. And then all of this fuels our ability to project onto our partners. And without any awareness, this can really erode the connection and the safety in a relationship if we're not aware of our projections. And this is a lifelong work But the first step is always noticing. I'll say that again. The first step in all of this work is first noticing what you're doing and what's happening, bringing awareness to it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoyed laying out all these concepts here, and I hope it benefits you. And I hope you take this stuff and use it in your relationship to create more security and more joy and more connection. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, the Advanced Relationship Podcast group. You can find it by just typing it into your search bar and requesting to join. We have like 410 people in there now as of June 17th. So look forward to seeing you in there. We do lives. We post quotes. We post the podcast. We stay engaged in there. We don't pay people to go in there. We do it ourselves. All right. Take care, everybody. 